You're probably thinking, oh, no, not some more. Uh, this will be the shortest sermon of my life, I promise you. I, uh, several years ago, was invited by a group from our church, a group of guys, to go fishing in Mexico. And I thought that would be a lot of fun. And I said, what's it take? Uh, I was given a piece of paper. It said, fill this out, your name, phone number, that kind of stuff. And then on uh, February 1st, I don't know if that was the exact date, but uh, I'll just pick that one, uh, send a check in for $1,500. Uh, and so I filled out the paperwork, and I sent it in, and then it got close to the time I had to send the money in, and I thought, I can't afford this. Uh, and so I said, I, I'm sorry, I can't go. Well, someone else, one of the other individuals going on the trip said, Pastor D, I'll pay your way. And I thought, I can't do that. That's too much money for someone to pay. I just feel like a loafer. And, uh, and I thought about it, trying to figure out what I could do to raise the money, and finally I decided it isn't going to happen. So I said, okay, I'll accept your gift. Thank you very much. And I went to Mexico and had a blast and caught a bunch of fish. So uh, God's giving an invitation to the world. He says, I'll invite you into my heaven to live forever and have joy incomprehensible in a glorified body that'll never get old, never hurt, never have any pain. It'll be a wonderful experience. Um, and so here's the cost, here's what it involves. In your bulletin, there's a little five by seven piece of paper. You can fold that in half and take that with you, but I wanna read through it real quick with you. And so if we say, how do I get to heaven? What's God say is the requirement, it's ABC. It's easy as the ABCs. So the first A, admit that you are a sinner. Admit that you are a sinner. You can't save yourself. You can't pay your own bill. It's too much. It requires perfection. Nobody can pay it. Believe. Believe in Jesus, who he is, what he has done. Believe the gospel. Believe he paid the price of your sins. And see, commit yourself to following and obeying him. That's pretty simple, pretty easy. And so in your little handout, there's a prayer that will sum up that. If you were to pray that to Jesus, let me pray it out loud. Dear Jesus, I confess to you that I am a sinner. I've broken many of your laws. I admit that I don't deserve heaven, never will. I accept your free gift of eternal life that you are offering to me. I accept it. I believe that you, Jesus, are God, equal with the Father. I believe that you emptied yourself of all that you were as God and that you left heaven and became just exactly like me in every way. I believe that you never sinned, not even a little one, not even in thought or attitude. I believe that you were nailed to a cross, and while you hung there, God the Father took all of my sins, past, present, and future, put them on you, and looked at you as if you actually committed the sins that I committed and punished you in my place for my sins. I believe that you physically died on that cross, that you were buried. Three days later, you rose from the dead and that you are alive today. I commit my life to you. I've, you purchased me with your blood. I belong to you. I declare you to be Lord of my life. <clears throat> I will obey you and do whatever you ask, and I will follow you and serve you all the days of my life. 
I know that I will fail many times as your disciple. Thank you for continual forgiveness of me. I'll not take advantage of your forgiveness, mercy, and grace to live the way I want, but I will accept your forgiveness and live my life free from the fear of failing. I admit that I don't have the ability to live for you, to follow you in my own strength, but I do believe that the Holy Spirit now lives in me and gives me the strength to grow and please you with my life. You know, what's amazing is that many people offered this free gift of eternal life in heaven forever will turn it down, will not accept that gift. And over the years of offering it to people and having discussions, I've come up with five basic reasons. Let me go over those real quick. Maybe you're here this morning and have never uh, been adopted into the family of God, been given that free gift, never accepted it. Here's one of the reasons uh, out of these that you might be yours. Number one, they don't think they're bad enough. Uh, they, they come to that conclusion on the basis of comparing themselves with other people. I'm better than so-and-so. Yeah. All it takes is one sin in your entire life to disqualify you. Romans 3.23, all have sinned. Fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.10, as it is written, there's none righteous, not even one. Second reason that I've run into is they don't understand the gospel. It doesn't make sense to them. It's like God being born as a baby, being nailed to a cross, my sins put on him. It doesn't make sense. I don't get it. 2 Corinthians 4, 4, in whose case the God of this world, that's the devil, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. They don't get it because they're supernaturally blinded by the devil. 2 Corinthians 3, 14, their minds were hardened. Their minds were hardened. It didn't make any sense. Couldn't get it. The third reason is they don't believe the gospel is true. They don't have enough faith. Uh, faith is required in order to believe that Jesus is God, that he died in our place, that he paid the penalty of our sins. John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes, believes, that's faith, shall not perish but have eternal life. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace you've been saved through faith, through faith, not of yourselves, it's a gift, it's a gift of God. John 6, 40, for this is the will of God that everyone who beholds the Son believes in him will have eternal life. I myself will raise him up on the last day. A fourth reason, they just can't seem to pull the trigger. They can't seem to take the step. There's just something that just keeps them, holds them back from believing, from accepting. They aren't even sure themselves what it is. 2 Timothy 2.25, that God may grant them repentance leading to the knowledge of the truth that they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil having been held captive by him to do his will. Having been held captive by the devil to do his will. Ephesians 2.1, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins which you formerly walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air. That's the devil. And of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience can't take the step. It's because there's a power, the devil holding them back. And the fifth reason is they see becoming a Christian as restrictive, as following a bunch of rules. Doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun. 
uh, to be a believer, a follower of Jesus. John 3, 36, he who believes in the Son has eternal life. He who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord you be and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And God's blessing, his joy, his peace, his forgiveness will flood into your life. You've heard the testimonies this morning. So as I've thought about it over the years, those reasons, those restrictions, those things that keep people from taking that step, the only way that often will draw people is through the power of prayer. I believe the most powerful force on the planet Earth is the prayer of a husband and wife who are in agreement to love each other. When they pray together, there's an amazing power that God uses and works. So uh, I'm going to have my wife come up here, and she's going to pray with me. For anybody that would be here this morning that does not know Jesus, that has never taken that step for whatever reason, and we're going to just ask that God would uh, remove those barriers and would draw you to himself. <clears throat> Lord, we pray for those in this room who are not in your family, who are not headed for heaven, that you will work in their life very powerfully, very supernaturally this morning. Father, we're, <clears throat> excuse me, we're, we're so thankful that you are here with us as we've heard these beautiful songs and all these scriptures that talked about your name as a baby, was Emmanuel, you're with us, you're here. And we're so thankful for that. We can't see you, your spirit, but we know your word says that you're here. And so we're relying on that. And we're asking this morning in agreement that your Holy Spirit would draw hearts in this room to believe in you. You did it for me and you did it for Dee. We have faith that you can do it in this room. Thank you. Lord Jesus, we pray for any person in the room this morning that doesn't know you, that you would help them to think about heaven and eternity. Often people uh, that don't know you just simply think about this life. They have blocked out what happens after death. They don't think about it. They don't let it enter their head. I pray that you would put in them this thought of eternity and what now what then, and that they would think about the joy, the beauty, the grandeur of what heaven will be like, and that you will put in them a desire to live there with you forever. And Father, we're all in differing um, degrees of closeness to you this morning. Um, many people may feel very far away from you, and others feel like they've been walking closely with you, but it only takes a moment of opening our heart to you I remember when that happened to me, and I know it can happen to others in this room. So please, would you help people to take that step of faith, of believing that you are here, and that you hear, that, hear them in their heart, and you hear that they want to know you but don't know how. Would you please just come to them wherever they are? Thank you. Lord, we believe that here as we've gathered in this room that you're in our presence in a special way and that we can actually sense you here, that joy. We also know the Lord that the devil has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so they can't understand the gospel. We would ask that you would set captives free, that you give sight to the blind supernaturally, that each individual here would 
be able to fully understand the truth of the gospel, fully sense your presence, be free from the control and domination of the evil one in their life. And Father, we can't do that without your spirit convicting us of our sin. And we're asking you this morning that you would do that. Thank you for your spirit. We love you this morning. Father, thank you again for all that you've done for paying the price of our salvation. And we look forward to seeing you. When we get to heaven, we look forward to our new body and all that you're going to uh, bless us with when we get there. We love you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.